Welcome to Revival is Here Again with Apostle Goodhart. God is about to speak directly to you as this message is guaranteed to impact your life. As you listen today, expect that God's word has been sent in your direction to bring about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me to receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart O. Equeme. Whilst you're still standing very quickly, let's read two verses or two portions of scripture. Psalm 50 and Psalm 126. Gather my saints together unto me. Those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The Amplified Classic Version says, Gather together to me my saints, those who have found grace in my sight. <laughs> those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Psalm 126, something is about to happen. Verses 5 to 6, it really is about to happen. I tell you, under God. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. My God. He that goeth forth and weepeth Bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again. There is a coming again. There is another turnaround. Another turnaround. And yet another turnaround. Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. For an assignment. The turnaround power of sacrifice. Our Father, thank you for blessing the gathering of your people today on site online. I'm blessing the reading of your holy word. I beseech you to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven, anoint the lips and the tongues of clear of this seven sun, that I will come to your people with nothing but thus said the Lord. Help me to move beyond my study, contemplation, beyond my flaws and my weakness as I hide the same under the cross, behind the cross. Let your counsel go forth, shift, change, and turn around. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Let somebody who believes shout a big amen. amen. You may please be seated in God's wonderful presence. The turnaround power of sacrifice. Beloved, I believe so strongly in my heart that today is a very, very special day in the history of Rogic. For the past five years, there have been no service that has been dubbed and called and named the covenant day of sacrifice like this. And it's not by chance or by the whim, the caprice of some man of God to call this day thus. I believe it's simply in response of the stirrings in my heart by the Holy Ghost that God is set to do something very, very phenomenal in our lives and is calling for this feast. Bible declares in our text in Psalm 50 verse 5, Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me, by sacrifice. So we're beginning to see that one way to make a covenant is through the instrumentality of sacrifice. Beloved, I believe so strongly that this holds for us a major key to bring about the desired turnaround in our lives. As many who pursue understanding about this mystery and engage their hearts in obedience, there is a definite, drastic turnaround. I believe also that beyond just being something the Lord is calling for today, perhaps, I begin to sense 
that this might be entrenched into our annual calendar in our journey with God a particular day and time in the year where God will place a demand for sacrifice as he's doing in this season beloved I believe for those who are really sensitive in the spirit you will know that the conference really is beginning this Sunday morning I want to bring some clarity about some things I've said in the past few days regarding Reha IC. In one of the teachings, I think two or three Sundays ago, I made a statement. I said, uh, one way to enter Reha IC is to ensure that you have an altar, on the, uh, a sacrifice on the altar before you go in there. Now, that statement gives the impression uh, that the reason why God is asking you to sacrifice is because of the conference. Whilst that may be true, partially, it's not completely true. I believe God reveals in part, and in my musings, in my contemplation and meditation, I begin to see the bigger picture. That whilst it is important to have a sacrifice before the conference, the sacrifice is beyond the conference. There is a clarion call by the God of heavens to engage us in the place of covenant by sacrifice conference or no conference hence if we zero in on the conference we could easily be deceived by the enemy to think that perhaps just maybe this is just an idea of a man of god to raise money for the conference <laughs> a some system to uh, get a little bit more income than before because of the conference beloved far from it with or without the conference listen carefully i do know that god has declared so clearly that this house is going to be a company of the healthy and the wealthy yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and it's not just wealth for the sake of another house car or shoes no sir it is empowerment for the sake of the expansion of the kingdom of God. Amen. That's right. So the purpose is clear. The reason why God will make you is clear. He's about to bless you, to make you a blessing to others. It was the word that came to Abraham. Abraham, I am going to bless you, but don't stop there. I am going to make you a blessing. As long as you desire to be a blessing, the blessing of God upon your life will keep on flowing. The mission is to bless others through you. Hallelujah. So beyond the conference, I believe God is calling us to a place of this feast, to a place of circumcision of hearts, to a place where we align our purposes with his own purposes. Gather my saints unto me whom have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Beloved, this is not about funding for the conference. No. The truth is that God does not need you. You need God. No, sir. God doesn't need you. You need God. I need God. The Bible declares in Psalm 126, verse 5, 4 to 6, actually, the message translation. Very interesting way the message puts it. It says, and now, God, do it again. Bring rains to our drought-stricken lives. So those who planted their crops in despair will shout raise at the harvest. My God. So those who went off with heavy hearts, heavy hearts, heavy hearts, will come home laughing with armloads of blessing. Beloved. The demand for sacrifice, please pay attention. I've pastored you for at least five years for most of you. Uh, and I, I think by now, you know the sincerity of my heart over matters. The demand for sacrifice at this hour, as always has been, is one of God's spiritual technologies. To bring about a drastic turn around in the lives of his people. It is. It is. 
Please don't let the devil confuse your mind. No. This is why I believe the Lord will have me teach along these lines this morning in order to bring about understanding because understanding is the key for you to partake of any, any blessings uh, in the kingdom of God. Psalm 47 verse 7 says that, that let us praise God with understanding. Whatever you do in the kingdom, the degree to which you understand is the degree of your fruitfulness. Not just that, faith comes by hearing and hearing by God's word. I don't think you ought to just sacrifice and not have understanding and have faith. Because you may wonder, why haven't I got the results? So we're teaching on this classically, this particular model. Beloved, the Jews under the old covenant were asked by God three times a year, three times a year, to gather unto God just like this, in three feasts. And each of those feasts, one, the feast of the unleavened bread, which was indicative of their deliverance from Egyptian bondage in the month of Abib. Number two feast, the feast of first fruit, when they brought their first ripe fruit to the Lord. Number three feast, later in the year, the feast of the ingathering. Three times. Each of these feasts demanded them to bring a sacrifice to the Lord. Exodus 23, 14, the first feast. feast. 14 says, three times thou shalt keep a feast unto me in the year. Verse 15 says, thou shalt keep the feast of unleavened bread. Thou shalt eat unleavened bread seven days as I commanded thee in the time appointed of the month Abib. For in it thou came out from Egypt. Hear this, beloved. And none, no one shall what? Uh, what? No one shall appear before me empty, if you like, empty-handed. Was God going to eat your sacrifice? No. <laughs> the psalmist declared that the cattle upon the thousand hills, they are mine. Psalm 52 to 14. Say, if I were hungry, I would not ask you to feed me. The gold, the silver, they are mine. Haggai 2, 8 and 9. So I will shake the heavens and the earth. So the gold and the silver, they belong to me. So God is not in need. He's not hungry. So if I were hungry, it's not you I'll come to. So why will he ask them to bring something to him? Don't come empty-handed. There's something about what you present to the Lord in worship. Beloved, I see today as one of those, one of those kairos moments Kairos moments, likened to the steering of the pool of Bethesda, Bethesda. And who understands, jumps in, jumps in, and gets the desired miracle or turn around. Why sacrifice? Well, we learned some days ago in our teaching that every altar requires a sacrifice on the altar to qualify for fire to fall. Now, when fire falls upon your altar, it is proof that your sacrifice has been accepted. Did you hear me? Let me see it again. The falling of fire upon your altar is indicative that your sacrifice is well-pleasing and accepted. And if there's no sacrifice on the altar, there can be nothing for fire to fall. So, sacrifice on the altar is what provokes fire to fall when it's done properly. Mm. An altar simply is a meeting point between divinity and humanity. A place of fellowship. A place of building intimacy. An altar. An altar. The people who were in greatness, our patriarchs, they were people of altars. They learned to build altars. Look at the history of Abraham. In his journey, several times, he would stop to build an altar. A place of encounter, he would build an altar. He would build, there were altars of memorial that I met God here. 
altar. And as the Lord begins to speak to us in this season, calling us to a place of intimacy, a place of knowing Him, Daniel eleven thirty two, that they that do know the Lord their God, they shall be strong, they shall do exploits. One of the keys for consistent intimacy is to build altars regularly. Altars, places of communion with your God. This place he met me. Mm. I'm not sure you've really recognized it, but listen to me. Please pay attention. When the Lord delivered the children of Israel from the land of bondage, we think the mission was to bring them out, to bring them to Canaan. Whilst that is true, partially, it's not completely true. What am I saying? Listen carefully. Study your scriptures. God brought them out of bondage. <laughs> Not just to take them in to Canaan. No, sir. He brought them out, guess what? To meet with him where? Where? In the wilderness. Oh, boy. You see, that is what Moses said. Except you go with us, don't take us out. Because Moses understood what will bring you into Canaan and you can stay there is the presence of God. Oh boy. So the process is this. I bring you out of Egypt to meet with me. Where? In the wilderness. Study Exodus severally. When Moses went to Pharaoh, what Pharaoh, or rather, what Moses said to Pharaoh is thus. That the God of Israel, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to you. To do what? To let my people go. That they may what? Worship me where? In Canaan? No, sir. That they may worship me in the wilderness. Look at Exodus 5.3. And they said, the God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee. Three days journey into the desert and sacrifice do you see that and what sacrifice unto the lord our god lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword verse 19 chapter 19 verse 1 of same exodus says in the third month when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day they came into the wilderness of Sinai. Verse 10, 11 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people, sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes to be ready against Thursday. For the third day, the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. So, so God wanted to meet with them before they entered Canaan. How will he meet with them? Sacrifice, worship. So that worship God spoke about, listen, please listen, please listen. That worship God spoke about included their sacrifice to him. Are you here? I'll give you Bible. In Genesis 22, my God, this one says, and God tested Abraham. KJV will say tempt, but more appropriately is test. And it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here I am, verse 2. And he said, take now thy son, thine only son Isaac. Let me stop there. Thine only son who? Where is Ishmael? Thine only son what? So God knows what is valuable to you. He didn't demand for Ishmael, he demands for you, Isaac. Ishmael was what you produce with your flesh. He's not interested in Ishmael. He's interested in what the covenant brought your way, the one you value. Please, on the screen again. And thy only son, Isaac, please help me, yes, whom thou lovest. Hey, who what? So God, in looking for sacrifice, is looking for what you love. Thou lovest and get thee into the land of Moriah 
and offer him therefore a bond offering at this God <laughs> upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of verse 3 I'm going somewhere verse 3 and Abraham rose up early in the morning no delay I'm not sure I had a discourse with Sarah he rose early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and cleaved the wood for the burnt offering and rose went to the place of which God had told verse 5 to I'm going to this will make more sense and Abraham said unto his young men abide here with the ass all right and I and the lad will go yonder and sacrifice what did God call for worship what did, what did God call for? Sacrifice of what Isaac. What did Abraham define sacrifice? Worship. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So worship and the sacrifice are intertwined. But you see, what he said was this, we'll go and worship and come yonder. He believed. He believed. However, wherever, what I'm laying down somehow will resurrect again. But what God is demanding for, somehow God has what it takes to quicken my Isaac when he's sacrificed. Somebody shout a big amen. Somebody shout a big amen. Please, sacrifice is not a way to help God's economy. I want to help you. Praise God. It's not. No. It is God's spiritual system put in place. To bring about a drastic, dramatic turnaround in the lives of his people. Hmm. Psalm 1, 2, 6, 4 and 5 again. Turn again out of captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. It is true you've read in your Bible in 2 Corinthians 9. I believe it's tender about that the Lord loveth a cheerful giver. You read that before? Oh yes, oh yes, it is true. He loves a cheerful giver. But listen, the Lord also accepts a tearful giver. Not tear, 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 tear. <laughs> he recognizes certain seeds will make you Tear. It's my English. Weep. He that soweth in what? Shall come back what doubtless? Rejoicing. Wow. So he knows there are certain demands in your life that will cause tears. But he says that seed, as it's laid out in obedience, will cause, listen. The kind of harvest that will make you a spectacle to your generation. Hallelujah. In sacrificing, if you feel it, God feels it. Job 121 says, Naked came I out of my mother's womb. Naked shall I return again. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Bless me in the name of the Lord. So, so we came naked, we're going to get. That means you, you, you don't own anything. All you have was given to you by God. So what do you really have? Nothing. First Corinthians 4 verse 7. It says, For who maketh thee to defer from another? And what hast thou that thou did not receive? So all we have, we receive from God. Now, if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? In other words, what you have is from God. So why are you bragging as though you can determine what happens to it? It belongs to God. You're only a steward to it. That's the right attitude. Revelation 4.11 says, Thou art worthy, O Lord. To receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created how many things? How many things? Few, most, many? No. All things. He's the creator. 
and for thy pleasure they are and were created so number one you are created for his pleasure the shirt on your back for his pleasure the car that brought you for his pleasure the hat on your head pleasure the pair of shoes for his pleasure so there's nothing you have you've not received from him there is only one creator and all were created so the one who created all owns all <laughs> so when the creator asked the created to place in his hand what he gave you what are you really doing he gave you you give him back so really is he really anything a big deal no sir for all intents he asked not because of the need he asked because there is a covenant exchange about to happen hallelujah hallelujah oh praise god what is sacrifice what is sacrifice well in a simple way a sacrifice is something that will cost you cost what makes sacrifice is cost element it costs you david had committed a sin that led there to be a curse over the children of israel and in order to break this siege over the children of Israel, God in his wisdom told David the spiritual technology to apply to put an end to the siege and to the curse. We see that in 2 Samuel 24, 24. Please write. 2 Samuel 24, 24. The story begins earlier, but we'll just read these two verses. And David here had met Arona who owned the threatened floor and Aaron had presented the, the threshing floor to David free of charge. Hey, oh king, it's an honor for me to give you this. Please, go ahead. Use it to sacrifice to your God. These are the words of David. And the king said to Aaron, Nay, that means no. I won't take it free. But I will surely buy it. Buy it. I want to place value to what I'm giving my God. I don't want to offer something free. I will surely buy it of thee at a price. It's a cost. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God of that which doth not cost me anything. It says, So David bought, bought, bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. Continue. And David built there an altar. So altars are built. They are built. He built there an altar and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord was entreated for the land and the plague stayed from Israel. Hiya. So one of the blessings and benefits of raising altars like this is it stays the hand of plagues over a man's life. Cost. When we talk about sacrifice, beloved, please, it's never about equal giving. It's about equal sacrifice. For instance, just for the sake of a simple uh, uh, illustration, a person who, who earns 10,000 naira monthly, who gives the Lord a seemingly large sum as 1,000 naira's offering, looks very impressive. But the person who earns 1,000 naira, 1,000 naira, and is prompted to give God 500 naira to the Lord, has given more sacrificially to God than the man who had 10,000 income. You get it? Do you understand? Praise God. So the point is, at every level where you are, there is something that cost you and it's a sacrifice praise god i've shared this many times many years ago i was in a church in the city of lagos where i was attending precisely living faith by the way it was all the way at Ianipaja. because of my love for the word of the lord i would travel from Ikui where i lived commute to Ianipaja 
to be blessed. To hear the word, to be blessed. When the RG program, which is African Gospel Invasion Program, began, a call for sacrifice was made. And I looked around and said, what do I have I can give? And the Lord said, the car that you're driving, 505, was it in my mind, it was my, <laughs> my best. In your mind, it may not be the brand new car, but man, it moved me from A to Z, it was doing fine. So I tried to repair the car as best as I can, took it to, 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 to Yankwaji at that time, left the car, and moved on with life. Um, I had an impression in my heart, not that I had an audible voice, impression, that this will not be the first. But from this day, I engrace you to give many more cars in your lifetime. And with all humility, uh, a few cars have left our hand to be a blessing to a few people since then. That was sacrificed then. But for me today, that might not be anywhere as much as a sacrifice today than it was then. Praise God. So the point is, everybody at every moment in life, there is something. Don't say you don't have. No, everybody has. I've watched those who gave their pair of shoes and walked on their feet away. And by the next month, months, things turned around. It's never about equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Mm. Beloved, a sacrifice is not the same thing as an offering. So what God is calling for now is not offering. You've been given offering before. Is what? <laughs> this is one of the systems God has put in place to bring about a turnaround in the lives of his people. Turn us again. So when the Lord turned around the captivity of his people, <laughs> they shall be like them that doth dream dreams. Such is provoked in response to a call to sacrifice. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible talks about seed and bread. In 2 Corinthians 9.10, I'm just making effort to be systematic in my teaching. I want to teach to have understanding. Do what you're doing by faith. Trust me, you will never be coerced to do anything at all. No, 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 no. 2 Corinthians 9.10 says, Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, so the seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness. So there's seed and there's bread. Seed is what you sow typically. Bread is what you eat typically. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 1. And there comes a point in time where you're not going to sow just your seed. But the demand will be placed to sow your bread. Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Now, this bread is that which is valuable to you. That's which, when you release, it costs you. Because you could have, should have eaten to sustain yourself. And that bread is likened to this kind of seed. Psalm 126 verse 6. Please write down. It's all there in the Bible. Psalm 126 verse 6. <laughs> he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed. That's not normal seed. Precious seed must be bread in terms of cost and value. Shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Let's, let's even read that entire chapter. Psalm 126, 1 to 6. Let's read it together as a family. It's important we do. All right, at the count of three, one, two, three, go. 
When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream too. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord hath done great things for them. Three, the Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Four, turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Five, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Six, he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Somebody shout a big amen. Hallelujah. Are you still at home in church? Have I lost you? We're still together? Can we go a bit more? Let's push a bit more and we'll pray. My God. Beloved, it's one thing to sacrifice is another for you to sacrifice that which is considered and deemed by God as being acceptable. Acceptable. And I've shared with you four dimensions or kinds of sacrifice. We're only dealing with one out of four now. Obedience is a sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice, which means obedience is a higher kind of just sacrificing because <laughs> you're sacrificing. Number two, your worship, your praise is sacrifice. Hebrews 13 verse 15, that we're to offer up unto God the fruit of our lips, which is the sacrifice of praise. So obedience, praise and worship, when it's not convenient. Number three kind of sacrifice is presenting your body unto God as a living sacrifice. In holiness. Romans 12 verse 1 and 2. Present your body unto God as a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God. So, so that is sacrifice. But we're dealing with this fourth part which is a material. Things that cost you intangible dimensions. It's another kind of sacrifice. Now Philippians 4 18 says... But I have all and abound. I am full and have received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to the Lord. So there is a sacrifice that becomes an odor to God and is well pleasing to God. Wow. It's on account of this, the givings of the church in Philippi, that Apostle Paul pronounced a blessing in verse 19, which we try, we try to claim without the previous verses. So, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches. My God. In glory by Christ. What? On account of your givings and sacrifice, I can now pronounce My God shall supply not some not most all so the altar of sacrifice opens the heavens and brings about the provision of all your needs hello somebody hello somebody are you still here amen all right i said earlier offering is not sacrifice uh, it's important to know that and what god is coming for is not Offering. No, 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 no. He's calling for an Isaac. Something that you know cost you. So David said, I won't give to God something that doesn't cost. No, no, no. Something of worth and of value. Now, how do I arrive at what is my sacrifice? What God will have me to give? Just give you a few pointers. Uh, it's between you and the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Remember what God did to Abraham in Genesis 22 is not to tempt him, he tested him. <laughs> There was a test he had to pass that ultimately brought about what the Bible calls in verse 16 of Genesis 22 and 17, a sworn blessing. So from this point in time, I swear that in blessing I will bless you because thou hast done this thing. Praise God. Number one, in giving sacrifice, Number one, please, 
Give what you deem to be your best where you are. Don't give a lame chicken. Don't give Ishmael and pretend it's Isaac. Malachi 1, 7 to 8. You offer polluted bread upon my altar, 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 and you say, wherein have we polluted thee? Ah, yeah, yeah. Who's fooling who? In that you say, the table of the, of the Lord is contemptible. And if you offer the blind for sacrifice, eh? for sacrifice, blind. Is it not evil? And if you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Lame and sick. These are offerings that people can just say, God, take this, just, you know. Offer it now to your own governor. Will he be pleased with you? Or accept your person, said the Lord host. In other words, you can't even give this to your king or your boss in the office. But you, you throw it at me as a tip and you say it's a sacrifice. Say, no, 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 no. Give your best. Number two, ensure what you're giving as a sacrifice really cost you. Really cost you. Really cost you. Number three, don't give what you don't have. A sacrifice is not a vow. Tomorrow I'll give you a seven bedroom match house. No, that's not a sacrifice. That's only a vow. A sacrifice is out of what you have today. It's not a vow. Please write down 2 Corinthians 8 verse 12. For if there be first a willing mind, willing mind, don't let anybody pressurize you manipulate you no first a willing mind is accepted according to that a man has what you have is your bank house your house you have it and not according to that you don't have no number four as you give sacrifice to the lord please give in faith give with conviction in your heart that you're not being robbed that you're involved in a heavenly exchange. Huh. Be convinced and persuaded. Don't feel you're being shortchanged. Oh no. It will cost you. You'll feel it. You may even cry. As I walked away from that sacrifice years ago, man, I feel it. I feel that. And through those years, there are things the Lord has placed a demand that, whew, I mean, woo, sweat, man. Five years ago, you know my story. The Lord said, get up and go. After years of seven here, move. <laughs> that was costly. It was. If you don't know how costly, you will not know until you go through those shoes. But you see, on the other side of your sacrifice is amazing turnaround. My God, what we're seeing today is only just a foretaste of part of the result of that one sacrifice. Walk away. We haven't even seen the best yet. So you don't know what is on the other side of sacrifice until you obey God. That's why it had to be by faith. You not know, say so that uh, when you give, then in three months' time the color will change. Then. Uh, Zen in the bank will give you a contract, then uh, you get a job as a governor, then uh, it, no, by faith. You don't know. You don't know by faith. Because you love him. You trust him. You know your times and your seasons are in his hands. You don't play Kalu Kalu with God. He's out of love you give him. Whether nothing comes out, you believe God. He's a loving father. He's a good God. You can't outgive God. So trust him. So trust the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. It's not Kalu Kalu. I give to get. No, I love you. You want this? Father Lord is painful, but I love you more than gold. I love you more than silver. You'd be amazed. And you see, the things that God brings on the back of sacrifice is beyond material things, it's everything anointing, protection, defense, favor, beyond what money can buy. I'm telling you. Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Number five, give cheerfully, albeit painfully, uh, give with cheer. Uh, let your cheers be coming, tears, 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 
but give a cheer say Lord I love you Lord <laughs> listen to a man of God last night talking about sacrifice he said oh my God ah, yeah, yeah. when a sacrifice was called somewhere a particular gentleman all they had in their house was a little color TV was their all mother, children, help I mean that was their all their all, their all it meant everything to the whole family. And then a sacrifice was called, like today. He couldn't tell his wife. He went home at a quiet time. He carried the TV, put in a carton, and took to the place of the altar and laid it there. But his testimony is that within a year, things turned around in very, very unmistakable ways. And very unimaginable ways. Is this Kalu Kalu? No. Is a spiritual system put in place. Gather my saints, <laughs> my saints, who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. There is a kind of wealth about to visit this house. But I believe the one who custodes that wealth is testing hearts. What can you lay down now? So when it comes, I can trust you with it. Abraham passed the test. Receive this one blessing. Ah, number six. Give sacrificially with the right motive. Don't give because you want to get. Don't play Kalu Kalu God. No, I love you. I release it. Give out of love. Don't try to bribe God. No. He sees your heart. Finally. Let your giving be spirit-breathed and spirit-inspired. You're not coerced. But if you're a child of God, you're led by the Holy Ghost. If you are, if you are, God will lead you to sacrifice. And God will not demand for Ishmael when you have Isaac. Oh, so one day I, I, I still passing the, the church I pastored then. I was in my little study then, and then I looked through the window again. I think it was at that time, uh, Lexus G460, I think it was then. And the Lord said, that car out there, I want it. I said, what? Get thee behind me. Get thee behind me. What car? I, I brass the talks. So. But ultimately, that car was carried to the house of the Lord for the ongoing building project at that time. But I tell you, as painful as it was, it brought about a turnaround again and again and again. Spirit-led. It's not likely that the devil will ask you to give Isaac. It's not likely. No. It's likely the devil will tell you you're being stupid. These church guys have come again now. They've come again. Look at Gudad. Look at this. He's trying to do some quick work now. Look at him. Look, look at his eyes. No, sir. God sees the sincerity of my heart. It's not about conference. Not about building. This is the first time in five years I've taught this way in this manner. I believe it's because of where we are, where we're going to. Hearts are being tested. You see, one of the greatest, not no, the greatest contender for the place of God in human hearts is money, mama. Money. Let me ask you. What, please listen, listen very well, you sweet. What can you not live without outside God? The house? Shoes? The bag? The watch? The bangle? Ah. As you bow your heads, allow the Holy Spirit to breathe on you and ask him what he will have you do on account of this simple, but I believe by God's grace, clear teaching. Wow. Gather my saints unto me, they that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Oh, shalabali and balaba. Yes, Lord. 
Father, thank you. I will read Psalm 20 as a blessing over you by the help and the mercy of the Lord. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. I thought I hear it sounding amen. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. May he send you help from the sanctuary. May he strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings. May he accept your burnt sacrifice. May the Lord grant you according to your own heart desire. May he fulfill all your counsel. We'll rejoice in your salvation. And in the name of our God, we'll set up our banners. The Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now know I that the Lord saveth is anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save Lord, let the king hear us when we call. Father, I pray for this house. I have taught in as simple, as clear ways as I could have. And now the choice is presented to us all. I pray as many who have gotten understanding, yield and respond to your call for sacrifice. Whatever that means, whatever you've said to us, let that sacrifice upon your altar draw fire from heaven and bring about a forceful turn around in the name of the lord jesus christ somebody shout a big amen we believe that you have been tremendously blessed by the ministry of apostle goodheart obi equeme it is our conviction that this message has begun a mighty work in your life and we pray that the grace for prompt obedience to the word of god will rest upon you we look forward to hear and celebrate your testimonies with great expectations.